This is the Southern Hills Church of God, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you and guides you and builds your faith. God bless and enjoy this message. I want to speak today on the gift of grace. The gift of grace. Would you believe for me? That the gift of grace that you, that everybody listening, everybody watching today would understand that it is a free gift that both you and I can have this morning. You know, everything about this American way of life teaches us or it teaches you that, that you get what you earn. You get what you pay for. We we um we 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 love work. We 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 like the sweat, the effort, the the performance of what we do. It's called the American work ethic. And it's good. The only problem with it is it causes a, a, conf- a, a confusion in us relating to God because God does not relate to us based on our performance. And God doesn't relate to us based on what we do. God doesn't relate, relate to us based on effort, our work, or our ethic on how much we try. The Bible says that God relates to us and everything God does in our lives, every blessing that we have in our lives comes by grace as a gift. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. You don't work for it. It is a free gift of God. God doesn't owe you anything. And as a matter of fact, everything that you have is because he has seen it best to bless you with that. The Bible says that everything in your life is a gift of grace. But you say, wait a second, Pastor. The things I have, I've worked for, I've earned, I've put sweat into it. You, you wouldn't have the effort to work. You wouldn't have the brains to work. You wouldn't have the energy to work if God didn't give it to you. Every breath you take is a gift from God. You see, the Bible's very clear about this, that, that God saves us by his grace, that he blesses us by his grace, that he teaches us by grace. God uses us by grace. God keeps us saved by grace. God takes us to heaven by grace. Everything in my life that's good is because of his grace. I want you to notice this passage. It says, whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out such kindness and grace on me. In, in, in John chapter 1, it even says, from his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. And then I want you to look at me with this main passage today as it talks about grace. Here's what it says. It says, now, brothers and sisters... I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. After that he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time. Most of whom are still living. And then verse 7 through the end of this it says then he appeared to James and all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Now I want you to listen to what happens next because what happened next is so important that we have to believe it. We have to understand it. We have to plant it right in our heart. We have to know that what this says, verse 10, but by what? It says the grace of God, I am what I am. 
By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. You see, it pays to have a work ethic. That's a good thing to have. Watch, it says, no, I did work harder than all of them. But it says, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach. And this is what you believe. You see, there's five things we have to have in life in order to really live. You can exist without these, but you cannot live without them. You need the power to live on. You need people to live with. You need the um. You, you need um all of your principles to live by. You need a plan to live out. You need a purpose to live for. You see, these five things are important. And if any of these are missing in your life, you're not living. You just exist. Now you have to understand this morning that all of these are a gift of grace. You don't earn power to live on. God just gives it to you. You don't earn the right people to live with. God gives them to you. You don't deserve a purpose or a plan to live for and live out. It is a gracious gift that God gives you. And today what I want us to do is I want us to look at grace. And I'm sure many of you think you know what it is. You may have a head knowledge of what grace is. It's God's gift to me. I know I don't work my way to heaven. It's just a gift. You may have a head knowledge of that, but the reality is you might not be living it today. In fact, you might think today that God disapproves of you. And even though you know you're not saved by your efforts, you're constantly trying to please God. And you get up every, every, every morning with a thought on your head, God must be mad at me today. Or God's upset with me because of what I did yesterday. And some of you think that God is this unpleasable parent, that there's nothing that you can do to please him, that he gets up with a constant frown on his face when he thinks about you. You have this sense of just condemnation. That's why you don't get to know God because you think he's angry at you and that he's always mad at you you don't like being around somebody who's always talking negative and, 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 and saying something negative about everything that you do we tend to run from those type of people if, you, if you're like that then you don't understand grace this morning there are many definitions of what grace is you see grace is like a diamond it has many different sides and shapes but an, and, and, and no one definition could adequately could adequately describe what grace is but I just want to give you just a few of these it says grace is God's love in action grace is when God gives me what I need not what I deserve grace is the face that God puts on when he looks at me when I fail and when I make mistakes grace is God cutting me some slack let me give you a story that just happened to us Recently, Israel was carrying Eliza around outside and he was walking around and I don't know what exactly happened. He might have tripped and fell and Eliza fell down and she got hurt. He was so upset and feared that I was going to get on to him for hurting Eliza. But rather I said, it's okay, man, man, you, you don't have to worry. I, I know you tried and you didn't mean to. It was an accident. It's called grace. And when grace was given to him in that moment, he no longer had that fear on his face that all of a sudden that fear turned into joy and he said, it's okay. And, and, and he knew in that moment that his dad wasn't upset with him. You see, many people confuse grace with mercy. They're two different things. Mercy is when God doesn't give you what you deserve. That's mercy. Have you ever done anything wrong in this life and you've actually gotten away with it? Yes. 
You've gotten off scot-free on a lot of things and that you deserved justice for. You deserved punishment for. When God doesn't give you what you deserve, it's called mercy. But on the other hand, when God gives you what you don't deserve, it's called grace. All the good things in your life you didn't earn, you didn't work for, you weren't given. They were gifts of God that He, His God's grace was upon you. So this morning... I want to take the word grace, G-R-A-C and E, and I want to talk about just a couple things as it relates to God's grace. We have the G in grace. It stands for God's gift. It is a gift of God. If you were to go ask 10 people right now, how do you get to heaven? You'd get the same answers most of the time. Just work real hard. Try to do your best. Be sincere. Be nice. Just try to do good and make sure you do more good in your life than bad. Because maybe God grades on a curve. And if your good outweighs your bad, then you're good to to go. That's the way most of the world thinks. Most of the world thinks that they're going to get to heaven by just being a pretty good person and most of us think that we are that way here's the problem the bible states that you will not make it to heaven on your own effort there's no way you can't be good enough to go to a perfect place there's no way you're ever going to work hard enough earn enough or buy your way into heaven you can't be that good it's not going to happen but the bible says let me tell you this morning the bible says there's only one way you're going to get there it's because it's a gift from God by God's grace you could never earn it this morning you could never learn it you could never buy it you could never work your way into it or Deserve enough to get there. There's no chance you're going to make it to heaven except by accepting his free gift of grace. You see, you and I included. I'm going to throw myself in there to say that there's nothing that we can do to do enough. But by his grace. You see, the Bible says in Romans chapter 11, if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. What's that mean? It means that grace is not based on how much I do or how nice that I am. Those are things we should do, and those are things that are important. But my way to heaven isn't based on what I do. You see, there's one major difference this morning between what we believe and every other religion out there. If you were to look at all of them in the entire world, you could summarize every other religion in one word, and that's do. Because you have to earn your way to God. And depending on on what you um, believe, there's a different list of do's. The list differs, but every one of them have one thing in common. You have to earn God's approval. You have to earn God's credit. You have to earn your way there by doing certain things. And if you do those certain things, then you're okay, you see. But this morning, I want to tell you that's in stark contrast to what the Bible says. The Bible says the exact opposite. The Bible says that when, when, that, that, that the way to get to know God is to have a relationship with him to have your sins wiped clean how is this possible why is this possible who made this possible the answer to all three of those is Jesus Christ you accept what Jesus did on that cross and if you were to summarize what we believe in one word it's not do but the word is done because Jesus come Completed the task. He is done and he did it for you and I and it's a free gift that if you just accept it this morning there's nothing else that you can do to add on to what he's already done. God has given you grace today. And I want you to know that grace is a free 
gift to you. So what was my part in all this? If it's free, I've got to have a part, right? I was lost. And it's really easy to, to, to get lost. My part was just to get lost. It was his job to come and find me and save me. You, you see, your only part in salvation was simply accepting the fact that it was done for you. And it's a free gift called grace. Romans chapter 3 tells us that all of us need to be made right with God. How? By his grace, which is a free gift through Jesus Christ. You see, that's the best gift that anybody can ever be offered. There's no better gift than that right there. I don't care what you've been offered in this lifetime. There is nothing greater than God's grace. G stands for gift. The R stands for received by faith. You see, grace is received by faith. You don't earn it. You don't work for it. You don't deserve it. You don't do a bunch of things to get God's grace as if to say, if I take communion, I get his grace. Or if I'm baptized, then I get his grace. No, grace is received by faith. As a matter of fact, it says in his word, for it is by grace you have been saved through what? The Bible says through Faith, and this is not from yourselves. That means that even the faith that you have is a gift from God. Everything starts as a gift, and the scripture goes on to say that it is the gift of God, not by works. Why? So that no one can boast. Nobody's supposed to brag about how much good that they've done. Because you don't get to heaven based on a level of goodness that you are. Well, I've done more than the next person. That means I have a larger mansion than what they have. No, that's not what that means. I'm telling you, you get to heaven not based on your works. It, it's that free gift received by your faith. The Bible has many stories that, that, that shows God's Grace, there's a story of the good Samaritan who helps the guy who's stranded on the side of the road who's helpless. Then there's no way he could repay them. There's no way you could possibly repay God for what he's done, what Christ has done for you. There's a story of the prostitute that Jesus forgave. Did she deserve it? Absolutely not. What was he doing? Showing grace. And we should do the same. One of the most, one of the greatest stories I think ever told that relates this point is the prodigal son. The father has two boys. One day the younger son says, Dad, I'm out. I want half my inheritance right now and I'm leaving. So he takes his inheritance and leaves, moves to another country, and he wastes his life on all these different things. And after a series of months, he's blown it all. He's out of luck. He's out of money. And he's at a farm eating with the pigs. There's no ATM around. He's hit the skids. He's down. He is a destitute. He's broke, flat on his back. And he's thinking, what did I do? What am I doing here? And he begins to have this conversation with himself. He says, I'm going back home and say, Dad, I know it. I blew it. I admit it. I wasted my inheritance. I don't deserve to be called your son. But just hire me as your slave, as a servant. And, and, and I'll work for you the rest of my life because even your servants live better than what I'm doing right now. But you know the story. What happens? The Bible says the dad was a loving and gracious, gracious, grace 
When he saw the son coming home from a long distance, he ran out to meet him. He gives him a giant hug. He will kiss him on the cheek. He smiles and what's he do? He throws him a party. He said, go get the best robe in the house and bring it on because he, he gets to wear it. What the dad doesn't say, and we need to catch this right here. He doesn't say, go take a bath. I need you to get cleaned up. I'm not putting this robe on you until you get back. He said, no, unconditionally, just as you are, bring out the best robe in the closet, bring out the ring, which was a sign of power in that day, place the ring on his hand, and then said, go grab the pig because we're about to have a barbecue. And he said, we're going we're, we, we're gonna to party tonight. Why? Because the dad in that moment gave grace to the boy who, did he deserve it? Probably not. Probably not. But remember, grace is giving somebody what they don't deserve. And in that moment, the dad, instead of saying, get away from me, son, you, I disapprove of you. Those were not the words that he used. Listen, I understand today that people make mistakes, people mess up, and people do things they shouldn't do. But I'm telling you what, we should not never turn them away we should welcome them in no matter how they look no matter how they're dressed no matter what they're done because God gave grace to me so I should give grace to somebody else amen that's this free gift the story shows us how God responds to you when you come home and they had a party. Did you know that the Bible says that the angels have a party in heaven every time somebody accepts this gift of grace the angels in heaven all sing and shout. Listen, what kind of church would cancel church and have a party? I will tell you what, a grace-based church. People who understand that they are who they are today only because of the grace of God. Listen, and I'm going to tell you today. If you haven't accepted the grace of God, you might not have a reason to party because you have some issues you might need to, to deal with. They're called the past. They're called the present. And I don't want you to look. You feel guilty about your past. You feel pressured about the present. And you're worried about tomorrow because of what you might have done. And you wonder why you're not happy in this life. But I'm telling you what, when you accept the grace of God inside of you, and He wipes you clean, and there's nothing else in you that would be um, that, that, that He does not approve of, you have this thing called grace. And I want you to tell it, it's not just for a certain group of people. The G stands for grace. The R is received by faith. The A is because it's for all. There is not a single person that this grace is not for. It is for everyone. What's that mean? God doesn't say, well, you can have it. Well, you can have it. And you can have it. But, but you, I'm not so sure. That, that God doesn't say that. He says it's for everybody, regardless of your background, regardless of your sin, regardless of how much money you have, regardless of your color, regardless of anything. He says, I died on that cross so you could have grace today unconditionally. Why? Because he loves you. Because God loves you. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, God loves you and he wants to throw you a party. When you decide to come home again. I want you to notice this. It says in his word that the promise is not only for those people who live under the law of Moses. It's for anyone who lives with faith like Abraham. 
Who are the people that live under the law of Moses? It was the Jews. It was the nation of Israel. They live under the law of Moses. And this verse is saying that God's grace isn't just for them. It's for everybody. You see, that's the good news. It's for all of us. Have you ever heard the phrase this morning that the Jews were God's chosen people? What's that mean? Does it mean they're more important than me? No. Does it mean that they're more special than I am? No. Does it mean that they get to heaven in a different way than I do? No. We all come to heaven the same way by grace through faith in his son. So what's it mean? God's chosen people were chosen to share the message of grace with the rest of us. That's what they were chosen to do. It was to them that was given the Old Testament and the Bible. They were to share God's word. And obviously, if you look around you, that's happened. Everyone who is good looking and calls on the name of Jesus will be saved, right? No. No, that's not what it says. Everyone who has an Apple computer and the newest iPhone. Will, no, that's not what it says. He said if you've accepted the gift of grace inside your life, then all is welcome into heaven. You just have to know him. And I want to tell you, some of you are watching for the first time today. You might not have ever watched one of our live streams yet. And I'm telling you, you've picked a good day to watch it. Because right where you are, if you want to accept the gift of grace, you can do that right now. Right now. No matter where you are in your relationship with Christ. If, if you say in your heart right now, I am ready to receive grace. Right where you are, you can be saved. And all your sins wiped clean. You see, the G stands for gift. The R stands for received by faith. The A stands for it's for all. The C is it's Christ purchased. That's the only place in, in which it comes. It comes through Jesus Christ, God's Son. In Acts it says we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved. Why through Christ? Why does grace only come through Christ? Because He's the one that paid for it. He's the one that paid for it. Nobody else has paid for your sin. Nobody else has paid the price for all the good things that you have. Grace is free, but it isn't cheap because somebody paid for it. And it costs Christ his life. That's how expensive your ticket to heaven was. That's how expensive paying the penalty for all the sins you've done and won't have to pay for it. It costs God his own son. That's how much he loves you. If you went home today and you found a gift on your steps, it's free to you. But somewhere, somebody, somehow paid for that gift. And your gift of salvation, of forgiveness of your sins is a free gift to you. But Jesus paid for it. Romans chapter 5 says many people have received God's gift of life by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ. You see, there's a phrase used to people in the Bible who've accepted God's grace. It's called being in Christ. Anybody who has accepted the forgiveness of God, who, who has accepted the grace of God, who has accepted the salvation of God, is called in the Bible as in Christ. That phrase is used over 120 times. What's it mean? Let me give you an example today. 
And I hope I can make this clear. As I go through life, I make mistakes and my life gets torn up. I blow it. People hurt me. They rip me up. I have relationships that mess me up. Some habits that mess me up. I do all kinds of dumb things and make bad choices. And soon my life is pretty tattered. It's in shambles. It's a mess. There are areas of my life where there's no way that I could put together again by myself. Things happen to me and things I do to other people. And pretty soon my life is all crumpled up. It's not a pretty sight. The Bible says that when I come to God and say, God, I I want to accept your grace in your son Jesus that God takes my messed up life that's been ripped up that's been messed up that's been tattered and he puts me in Christ and you see the Bible says when that happens I am now hidden in Christ you see when I'm in Christ can you see my scars when I am in Christ can you see the problems when I'm in Christ can you see where I mess up no because when I am in Christ all you can see is the one who paid for my sin. All you can see is the one that did everything for me. All you can see is the gift of grace of God. You don't see my scars. You don't see my mess ups. You don't see my screw ups. You don't see any of that because when I come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ, all I see is the image of Christ in me. You see, that's the way. When you accept the grace of God, that's the way God looks at you 24 hours a day. You see the mess. You see the scars. You see the things that have ripped you up. You see all the things you are ashamed of. But when you're in Christ and hidden in Christ, all he sees is the perfect image of his son. So when you blow it, and when you mess up, you don't have to say, Oh God, I know you're upset at me today. If you have accepted the grace of God, instead what you should say is, God, your grace forgives what I just did today, and I need more of your grace to change so I won't do it again. That only comes through Christ. Second Peter chapter 1 says, Jesus has the power of God. His power has given us everything we need to live and to serve God. And we have these things not because we deserve it. Not because we earn it. Not because we're good enough. Not because we're worth it. But because why? We know Him. There's only one way to get the grace of God and that's to get to know Jesus Christ. Invite Him into your life. And I don't know how clearer I can say it than this. There is nothing that you will ever do that could ever possibly make God love you more than what he loves you right now. There is absolutely, absolutely nothing that you can do to separate you from God's love. There's nothing that you can ever do to make him love you less. He loves you, not based on your performance not based on your acts those are good things to do but he loves you why because you are his you are a child of God the inheritance that we have is a life in heaven and he has made it just for you if you can ever grasp this concept it can change your life you won't be running from God all the time worrying about what He thinks. Instead, you'll run to Him every time you fall. You don't run to somebody who wants to scold you. 
you run to somebody who wants to wrap you up. And that's what God wants to do today. That's what the grace of God is for. And God wants to take the things that you are most ashamed of and he wants to forgive them. He wants to wipe them clean. He wants to wash them away and give you a fresh start. Why? Because your past is not your present. And your present doesn't have to be where you're going tomorrow. And if you are right now in your past and your present not where you need to be with God, tomorrow can be different. Because right now you can accept him as the Lord and personal savior of your life. You can start over a new life, a new look, a new love with God. I read this story. And, 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 and you have this girl who was ashamed of some things in her life. She was down by the beach thinking about them and a wave washed up and slapped her hand. And she got some drops of water on her hand. Then as she was walking on, she, she sensed that the Lord was having a conversation with her. We have God said, see those drops of water in your hand? That represents your shame and your sin. Now I want you to look out and see the huge ocean. That represents my grace and my mercy. If you were to shake your hand and fling the drops of water off your hand into the ocean, would you ever be able to find them again? No. Would you ever be, be able to pick them up again? No. And it's your choice. You can either hold on to your shame, hold on to the guilt, hold on to the things that your mind are on right now that you'd wish had never happened or that you'd never done. You can hold on to those and live that life of regret or you can fling them off into the ocean and allow His love and His mercy to cover all of it up. And so in that moment, she took her hand and she took those drops of water and she said I'm not free just for today but I'm free forever and I no longer have to remind myself of the sins of my past I no longer have to dwell on the things which I am ashamed of but rather I have given them to God G stands for grace it's his gift R is that they're received by faith. A, it's for all. C, they're Christ purchase. And lastly, E, there are everlasting rewards. The Bible says in Romans that the wages of sin is death. See, that's the bad news. The good news is what comes next. The free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. That is the result that will last forever. You might say that grace is the gift that keeps on giving. God saves the best for last. You see, when you get to know Jesus Christ and His grace and His love, it gets better and better and better every day. And it is extended throughout eternity because the best is yet to come. Grace is a gift. But you see, any gift that you have, it's worthless unless you open it. It's worthless unless you accept it. You must accept God's grace through His Son, Jesus Christ. As I conclude this message this morning, the Bible says the Lord longs to be gracious to you. 
He is waiting for you to accept His gift. He enjoys being gracious. He is not mad at you. As a matter of fact, He's saying just like the dad was saying to his son. He said, come home. And some of you have held off because you're afraid of being turned away. But there's one person that will never, ever, ever do that. And his name is Jesus Christ. He will never turn you away. He will never deny you. He's saying, come home. You've been secretly overwhelmed by shame in your life. You can get rid of it right now. You can walk out of your living room into whatever you're doing today with a clear conscience. The more you understand the grace of God, the more you fall in love with Him more and more each day. Because it's almost impossible to not love somebody who loves you back that much. Today, somebody's watching. You want the grace of God in your life. You might be in some type of depression you might be anxious you might have secret sins you might not just feel good about yourself and you might have even accepted Jesus before but you're in need of his grace today I'm here to tell you no matter who you are you can have it his grace is free to you he's already paid the price And he's placed the gift on your front door. Will you open it? Will you bring it in? Will you accept it? And will you leave a new person? The choice is yours. I'm here to pray right now because there's somebody who wants to accept the gift of grace. And no matter where you are, just pick it up. Just open it. And pray this prayer with me. Lord God, I thank you for everything you've done for me. For your grace. God, forgive me of any sin that is in my heart. Forgive forgive me of any thought that is not pure. Forgive me of any action that I have done. God, forgive me for not loving you more. Forgive me for putting other things in place of what I should be doing for you. Forgive me for not reading my Bible like I should have. Forgive me for not praying like I should have. Forgive me. Forgive me. And I unlock the key to my heart. And I open it wide. And say, God, clean house. Clean it all out. And fill it with your grace if he's given you a new perspective of life and you've accepted that gift of grace today would you let us know would you share it with us so that we can like the angels do have a party and rejoice with you that what I was yesterday and what I was this morning is not the person that I am right now and that his grace has covered a multitude of sin so I don't have to worry about what he thinks but rather I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he loves me would you worship with us one last time before we close I love you all God's grace is for you just accept it And it's yours.